Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grey's ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th. When it comes to helping keep your family safe, we're thinking of every mile. Like equipping the new Hyundai Palisade with forward collision avoidance assist to help prevent an accident while admiring all the gorgeous scenery on a drive through Yellowstone at mile 20,459. It's your journey. Test drive the new Hyundai Palisade at your nearest Hyundai dealer or learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. I love a backpack, Don. I rock a backpack still. I use one every single day, and you need a good one. You need one you like. A Herschel backpack is made for the journey to come with high-quality material that will last for years to come. Crafted with a fine regard for detail, your Herschel backpack will hold up to the test of time because Herschel is made for the everyday hustle. Put yourself out there with a Herschel Little America backpack inspired by classic mountaineering styles. It's made modern for daily journeys. No matter where you go, Herschel Supply has your back. Herschel Supply fits everything you need to put yourself out there. See more at Herschel.com. Take a musical journey on Disney+. Plus. I think there's a truer window into the human emotion than music. With music documentaries, concert films, studio sessions, even musicals like you've never experienced them before. I'm about to change your life. With titles like Hamilton, Black is King, Olivia Rodrigo, Driving Home to You, A Sour Film, and Folklore, The Long Pond Studio Sessions, all in one place. Feels like a completely different experience. Surprise, it's on Disney+. Plus. All of these and more, now streaming. Punctual and everything. There he is. There he is. One sharp. Dude, did you actually believe that I was going to be late on a day like today? I'm nervous. Are you nervous? I'm a little nervous, dude. It's I have not- butterflies. I don't have butterflies when I'm just shooting the shit with you, but this is a big deal. Yeah, we got A-list celebrities. This is the type A-lister. of shit. This is the type of shit that freaking, you know, shows when they're uh, getting launched and everything like that. They hope to get a guest like Brendan Fraser. When Fallon launched, he wished he got a guest like Brendan Fraser on that episode. Same thing with Kimmel. When they launched, they were like, if we could get somebody like Brendan Fraser. By the way, we've been saying it wrong. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I got yelled at on the internet. It's Fraser. We've both been saying Fraser. It's Fraser? Fraser, like Fraser. Like laser. Like laser. Fraser. Fraser. Okay. I'm just saying I got someone was like, love the podcast, Zach. You're all you're both saying Brendan's name wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Do you know how many times I get uh, Donald Fison? Fison? Fison. What's the other? um, Oh, there's another Faison, but he spells it differently. There's Faison Love. Faison Love. And then there's Frankie Faison, who spells it the same way. Right. There's a Faison, North Carolina. I've never been there. White and black Faisons. 
How are you guys? How's your week going? By the way, Donald, did you know that Dan's nickname is Daniel? I thought that that was just kind of a Joel joke, but it really is his his nickname in life, Daniel. It's a nickname, or is that your name? My no, name, his is name is Daniel. His name is Daniel, but he's been. It's a very long story. He doesn't want to go into. But, but Daniel, but, happy to do it another time. Happy to do it another time. No, but I'm starting to wonder if we should call on the podcast. Should be calling him Daniel because I like to use nicknames. It makes me feel like I'm close to someone. Well, I would be honored if you would call me Daniel. I might just do it's that. There it is, Daniel. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if it flows because you can't force a nickname. Like, like you know, I hate it when when you say someone's nickname and you feel like, oh, I just it's not flowing out of me right. Yeah. So I when see I was how... a kid, when I was a kid, my mom was like the the uh, not the leader of a camp, but like the creative director at a camp. It was a camp that had a boy season and a girl season. The name of it was Camp Atwater. It was in Massachusetts, right? And I remember she went around a table with all the counselors because she had to be there early to meet all the counselors and stuff. She went around a picnic table. We were outside. I was there because I'm there with my mom. And she's like, all right, everybody just give me your first, uh, your name, and then, you know, a nickname that people give you. So people was going around, I'm Terrific Tasha, or I'm, you know, Stunning Steven. And they got to this dude named Daryl, and he was like, they call me Delicious Daryl. <laughs> And I remember, I remember being like, "Wow," and I, and then later on, Cedric the Entertainer has a joke where you know what grown man wants to call another grown man delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so What's your much nickname? better than my nickname. What was your nickname? Uh, my father called me the Great Destroyer. <laughs> the Great Destroyer. <laughs> you know, be like, "Oh, here comes the Great Destroyer." I was uh, had a, my head was constantly in the clouds, and I had a tendency to just break things, like running into them, arms like gesticulating wildly, knocking over cups and stuff. So wow, head stuck. <laughs> the my nickname was Destroyer. Um, my nickname was Biz because it's my initials backwards. Braff Israel Zach. Zachary uh, Israel Braff. So uh, uh, when I was a kid, I, so I grew up with Terrence Howard, right? He and I, I've known him since he was like 12 years old. As a matter of fact, my first, I took him on his first audition. He crashed an, aud crashed an audition with me and it wound up being like the Jacksons uh, special and he became, you know, he's Terrence Howard now. Anyway, when we would hang out when we were kids, there was this dude in the neighborhood who didn't necessarily like the fact that two acting, you know, teenagers or you know young men were walking around hanging out together so he was called showbiz and i was hollywood so <laughs> when we come outside it'd be like here comes showbiz in hollywood <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna start calling you hollywood no 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 how are you how's your life donald Faison? it's good you know i Bored in the house, and I'm in the house bored. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Same old, same old. Yeah, man. It's the same old stuff. Yeah. Well, you got a birthday coming up. I do. I'm going to be 46. That's fucking... It'll literally yeah. be 20 years since we started Scrubs. When we started Scrubs, I had just turned 26, so it'll be 20 years. This year, Scrubs will have been... We will have been making Scrubs. Um, like, it was the first... The first episode came out when I was 26 years old. I bought you a present. No. My yeah. wife bought me a present. I bought you a present for both Father's Day and your birthday. So did my wife. What did you get me? I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell these, all these fine all right. folks listening. Is it, but is it, is it a donut machine? 
No. Are you going to keep the donut machine, though? By the way, we haven't heard the update on the donut machine. I think I might keep the donut yeah, machine. Yeah, of course you're going to keep the donut machine. Will you post pictures on your on your Instagram so so our listeners can see it? Absolutely. I made ice cream yesterday. I made a raspberry ice cream yesterday. It was delicious. Uh, Do you have an ice cream maker? No, well, it, there are a lot of things that you can use to make ice cream, but I I have a little attachment that goes on my little Belleville, mm-hmm. and it's a mixer and it's spin. You know, it took me two days to make ice cream, but I made ice cream. And then okay. I made some fudge. So it was raspberry ice cream with a little chocolate fudge underneath. Let me tell you, they went crazy in this household for my food. <laughs> they lost their mind. So this is a new phase for your quarantine. You become a dessert chef. Yeah, you know, a lot of people thought I would phase off when it came to cooking. I decided to phase on. You know what I'm saying? Ah! I decided to phase on. <laughs> I think that the best solution for your diet is to start becoming a dessert chef. I think it'll be great for my cholesterol. Yeah. It'll be great for my it'll be great for my diet. You know what I mean? I I I am a dessert man. I love sweets. I Me love too. cakes. I love sugar. I love yeah. ice cream. Well, dude, I made fudge yes to make fudge brownies, you gotta make fudge first. I made fudge first. Oh my let me tell you something right now. Ain't nothing like some homemade fudge. Oh my gosh, that shit is good. <laughs> uh, I listen, <laughs> that shit is good. Um the people loved uh, Scott Foley. Great reaction to Scott, Scott Foley. Scott Foley was a great guest, man. Yeah, he did he was such a, a great good job. guest. Everybody loved him on there. Yeah. And I, my whole timeline was Nobody Cares Sean. Like, I'm talking about 99% of the comments were Nobody Cares Sean. Some wow. people said Nobody Cares Zach. Yeah, well, I said that a couple of times. <laughs> oh, that was you? That was yeah. you commenting? Yeah, that was me. <laughs> how oh, you I, thought you meant, I thought you meant on my Instagram. Um I'm good, you know. I, I I don't know how do you answer that these days. You just everyone just goes, yeah. I don't know, staring at the wall. I think it's crazy. <laughs> you know, the cases are all rising. You know, somebody wrote somebody wrote on Twitter. I thought it was really appropriate. They said like, so we're all just kind of got bored and just said fuck it because people are just going out there. Yeah, it's rising. Fauci said something like, "What do you?" You know, people were saying like, "Oh, it's the second wave." Fauci's like, "What are you talking about? This is still the first wave." Yeah. You know, and it's spiking everywhere. It's spiking in LA. It's spiking in so many places. And it's spiking um, in the South hardcore yeah, right now. I know. So I don't know, man. It's crazy. It just feels like people went, fuck it. I'm over it. And they're just going, they're going out. Um, I don't know if you've seen all these videos of people out, out and about with no masks on. I think it's, I think it's crazy. Yeah. You know, um, everybody's going to live their life. A certain, yeah. You know how they're going to live their, you know, and I can't, I can't stop anyone from i can i can beg and i can plead and i can you know you know say to that's all we can do please don't go out please think of your fellow man there are other people that can't you know that won't be as lucky as you are if you are one of the lucky ones that you know this virus does nothing to but um I can't. I can't. What are you gonna do? You gonna arrest people? What are you gonna do? Jump on people and stop you know, them? From I have. We haven't. Like... We haven't. We haven't spoken too much on 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 about our friend Nick on this podcast. You know, Donald and I have a very good friend, Nick Cordero. You may have heard about him in the news. He's uh, about as sick as someone can be, and he was had no pre-existing conditions, and he is uh, forty years old, and it. He was. He was staying in my guest house. I mean, he's one of my best friends in the world. He's a amazing actor broadway star did a play together we did a play together he's a wonderful actor a wonderful singer 
Um, he's uh, just incredible. Like, uh, you know, people always say this about people, but like, honestly, he's the nicest person I've ever met. Like, like there is not a malicious, com- weird, competitive, angry cell in his body. He's an angel of a human being. And uh, he was he was here. He was living in my guest house. He and his wife bought a a new house in L.A. They they were making the move from New York to L.A. They have a they have a one year old baby. They were just living the American dream. They literally bought their first house, and he went back to New York to pack up his apartment and got COVID so bad that he's in staying alive with the help of machines. I don't, and no one knows if he's going to make it. He's lost his a leg due to complications, uh, clotting and such. Uh, his lungs, his lungs are just Swiss cheese. They said the, the COVID just just fucking destroys the lungs. So, um, I not to be a Debbie Downer on this show, but I, I haven't been talking about it because we're here to hopefully entertain you and take your mind off things. But if you're headed out and you don't have a mask on, uh, I, I want you to to think about my friend Nick. Maybe just think about it because I think people take comfort in going well. Worst case scenario, I'm I'm 40. What's going to happen? This guy had had he was healthy. His wife's a trainer. I mean, he's a healthy guy, and uh, and he could he could die. So I don't mean to to uh, to preach, and I wasn't even going to bring this up, but I just felt weird all of a sudden not mentioning it, and uh, and um, you know. Yeah. So while you think while you think it's uh, while everybody's out there, just you know. Uh... About to, uh, or, every, or for all the people that are sick of this virus, just know that this virus isn't sick of us. Exactly. And, and just know that, uh, you know, don't have in your head, I think it's a shame for people to have in their head, oh, worst case scenario, I get it. They say it's like a really bad flu. That's, that's bullshit. That's some people. But there's also some people like Nick who are totally healthy and have a one-year-old baby and uh, are- Who just started are, walking. Who just started walking today, actually. And- uh, and his and, and he could die. I mean, we don't know. It's it's it could go either way. So I'm sorry to open the show with that. Donald, help me change the tone of things by being jovial and leading us in song. Five, six, seven, eight. Stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said he's a story. Let's bring in Brendan, everybody. Let's bring in Brendan Fraser, Donald. Don't say it like the Oh Brendan <laughs> Fraser. There he is. Hi, brother. Hey, oh, how it's are so you, good sir? to see you. Happy to see you too. Oh man. Right look on, at you. Dude, look at this. Donald and I both admitted to each other that we have butterflies because we don't have uh, fancy uh, movie stars on our on our podcast. No offense to our other guests; they're great. No actors. offense; they all did. They've all, they've all been great, but, but they're this, not like Brendan Fraser just, level. We just kicked it up a notch, like 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 uh, Emerald used to say, "Bam, kick it up a notch." Flattery <laughs> will get you everywhere. <laughs> Brendan, we um we. We're giddy that you're here. Not only are we, not only have we always both been fans of your work, but when you came on the show, it was really cool because you were by far um, the fanciest guest star we had on the show. And then you became like people's favorite 
storyline. And, and I don't even know if you know this, but the episode where you where you died is a lot of people's favorite episode of the whole series. And so we're just we're thrilled you're here and we oh, want to talk about all of it. Thank you. You helped launch our, you know, I don't think, I don't know if it, it definitely wasn't on purpose, but our buddy Josh Radin, who gets spoken of every freaking episode, yeah. his song uh, was played at uh, your character's funeral. And because of that, his career, I mean, he travels all over the world now and performs to packed houses, but this was the first song that he ever wrote. And uh, somehow <laughs> Bill used it in in. In this episode, no, the somehow is me. I said, uh, you need a sad song. <laughs> Try my buddy's first song. He had never written a song. And we played it during your uh, funeral episode, and it launched his career. But anyway, we let Brendan talk. Well, that's Donald. really nice. I mean, look, the, the music's important so much in, in the, across the arc of the whole, whole show. I mean, the choices were always spot on. They, they made you feel the internal conflict even though there was you know this comedy that that um was juxtaposed against well, it's a very serious environment i mean how do you make a hospital funny yeah and, and, <laughs> uh, you guys did it um for many many episodes and i um i'm, I'm so pleased when i've been going to um, comic conventions in the last two years or so mm-hmm. That's a similar thing that everyone says. They're very, um, they're moved by that episode. Now, look, it, it, thanks for the nice things you're saying to me, but you're only as good as your co- the company you keep and how well it's written and some camera things too. But um, <laughs> I, I just, I, I should say a belated thank you, like what, 17 years later now for including me in that cast and pulling me into the fold. Well, because, how do we get um, you? Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. That's okay. I, I was thinking about that today, too. I Let's take a walk back here. I had just finished a run of a, my West End debut in, in London in Katnohaw Tin Roof, and I um, came back to L.A., and my former wife, Afton, and Krista Miller are longtime friends, and I had not met Bill before, but I did get on the phone with him, and I recall saying something like, He's asking, how you doing? We want you to come and do this. I, 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 let me see the script. I, I, I mentioned something about feeling a little tired or jet lagged or I needed to get back to the gym. And he said, all right, well, I'll send it over. So he sent the script over and he sent a bunch of gym shorts. With the script. <laughs> <laughs> right? and then, I mean, like nice ones, too. <laughs> like, I actually so I thought, all right, I'm in. <laughs> When one man sends another man his shorts, <laughs> there is no other love. You know, when you're trying to get an actor to do something, there's always the, the go-to thing, which is write a nice letter. But I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Bill's cue on this and, and get more creative. He sent you uh, clothing. Well, he, he just showed he was listening. Listen, man, I'm tired. I got to get back to the gym. Well, let me help you out. Here's some shorts and the script. That's true. <laughs> are you uh, are you in town right now, or are you out of town? I know you're doing uh, that the show, the superhero show, Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Doom How could Patrol. you not know that, Donald? I know I do Doom know. Patrol, and you're Mister Superhero Guy. I was just watching the trailer for season two, where you guys are miniaturized and everything <laughs> like that. Uh, I'm very excited for it. I was really excited when the show started. I was actually I watched Titans, and then when they introduced Doom Patrol through Titans and right. uh, Beast Boy, I was really excited to 
to watch the show. And the cast is phenomenal. You got such a really dope cast. You, Matt Bonner, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Timothy Dalton. Like, it's Tim a Dalton. sick cast, dude. Diane Guerrero, April Bowlby. Uh, season two, let's get it out of the way. June 25th on HBO Max, the new one. Oh, check it out, everybody. Very excited. Um, hey, Donald, did you actually watch the... I read the uh, the comics before. I mean, this is the first time a live action thing's been done. No, I, I I had not read the comic yeah. before, but I knew it existed. But I I had I had never I had never. That's read because the comic it's before. really an obscure property. It was really kind of it was orphaned. It was done like seven different incarnations on really? in print. Yeah, and they but, didn't. They killed everybody off at one point. They brought them all back, um, and then uh, Grant Morrison did the run that this that inspired the show. So it. The word surreal gets bandied about very much in the way we speak, but it actually borrowed from Dadaism and, you know, the, the what, what Dolly was up about surrealism in the way that this show's inspired. A lot of the, the set pieces are direct key art from um, the graphic novels. Wow. And it, it, and it, and it did keep the, its sense of, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I want to call it, it's, people like to say dark or it's serious. I I think it just didn't it doesn't um it doesn't shy away from going to uh the places that motivate uh, brooding superhero characters and explaining really why and often in <sighs> white knuckle detail. <laughs> so yeah, you guys you guys do you guys are very it's a very I I would say it is a dark show like each and every one of your origins comes from a dark place. You know what I mean? Uh, just from your character alone, your character was a race car driver who was who was like, uh, you know, cheated on his wife and really didn't give a shit about anybody but his daughter. You know what I mean? And yeah, and, he, he was. I don't think he won all those races fair and square either to make right, him so like, famous. Just, you know, right? Like, just a bad, bad dude, and he <laughs> dies and gets put into a robot, and he's led to believe that his daughter is. Uh, I don't want to spoil the show. He's yeah, dead. You're spoiling there, it for people, I said though. it. I, yeah. he, he's. And and so he's he's struggling to reconcile how to be uh, a a better man. Except now he's trapped in this steampunk robot body. And strangely, he's a better human being as a robot than he right. was as a man. <laughs> right, so right, good. right. And 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 he's there for his teammates. He's like yeah. in every episode. He's the one character who's. There for his teammates. He's there for the the, the girl with all the personalities. He's there for that's everyone. crazy Jane. Crazy Jane, uh, as, yeah. as she's known with her sixty four different personalities that you get all to with know. superpowers too. That's a yes. dope superpower. That's yeah. dope. You could sixty four different powers. That's pretty dope. Anyway, I'm Brennan, a fan Brennan, of the show. Brendan, did control. you read um, comic books when you were a kid? I had a anthology of Superman. I uh, I tried to get into Batman because all the cool kids did then, and you know, I got to be honest with you, they they kind of they they were formidable, and they sort of scared me a little bit. Like it was like listening to heavy metal music, and you're not ready for it <laughs> to me. And and so I mean I I like them for sure, um, but my speed was more like. Dennis the Menace and Richie Rich. <laughs> yeah. I read I would read Archie. Little Archie, yeah. <laughs> Little Archie. Look, um yeah, so I guess in short no, not really. But yeah. then I mean when this came along um it it's kind of a, a yeah, I I would want to be a part of this cuz I'm not sure if 
if risks like this get taken that frequently, and I'm no aficionado, you know, in the world of comics and that kind of thing, but I, I know that it's, um, it's a piece, and Donald just touched on this, that's like everyone comes from some horrible accident that, that occurred to them prior to them being introduced to its audience, our audience. And that's the, the reason why that they have to build better lives through it, although they bicker with one another and they hate one another, but they can't be apart and they, they don't function without one another. Kind of like Scrubs, I should right, say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the very theme song is, I can't do can't, this all on my own. can't do right. this all on my own. <laughs> and yeah, it's about uh, the camaraderie. Um, you know, you had the most epic career. I, I was just scrolling your IMDb page just before you came on because I wanted to just kind of glance at everything. I mean, you have the kind of career that actors dream of having. You've from from really cool artistic indies to the biggest tentpole movies ever. Um, I, I I mean, do you when you look back on things, is there is there a favorite or is it all kind of like? I mean, for us, I mean, Donald and I look back at Scrubs. We haven't had a fraction of the career you've had, but I mean, we look back and go, okay, we've had lots of fun experiences, but Scrubs was like one of the best experiences of our lives. Is there a project that you look back on that and go? You know, I've done a lot of cool things, but this one in particular was like, holy shit, that changed my life or this or or, or, or I, if I had it. to like name something that really changed my life for better or worse, I'd have to say it was around 2000 or sorry, like 1999. It was the mummy pictures. Yeah. Everybody saw those. Yes. I mean, and still yeah. they, they have a resonance. I guess it's just, you know, my dumb luck that the 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 lore of. An Egyptian mummy wrapped up for several thousand years looking for his girlfriend is an enduring theme that we just love to do in over and over and over again. So, yeah. you know, I had that had that I had that going for it. But um, if I think of a film there that that made me feel like it changed, I I worked with uh, I worked with Michael Caine in in Vietnam on a picture called The Quiet American, mm-hmm. and it was um, a pretty good adaptation um christopher hampton wrote it um of the of the novel um and we shot in vietnam and uh at that time no western film had been made in in vietnam i mean if you saw a movie that was a war picture or something it was in malaysia or thailand or doubled somewhere else in south pacific or the jungles but we uh had the good fortune and um to actually be there and it was exciting for the reasons that it it really pushed back at um as the novel did that american foreign policy was you know blessed in the world and the reality is no it's not um the the picture itself um i can say confidently was put on the chopping block by um miramax when it came out september 11th had transpired and and uh, and the I don't even want to say his name, but the boss of that company said, "I don't want to do anything wrong for the American people." Wow! And we never really knew what that meant. And uh, Michael took the picture to Toronto uh, International Film Festival and gave it in an audience there. And that's when it um, really started to take off. And the Washington Post wrote a piece called "Let the Quiet American Speak." Mm. And, um, you know, in other words, you, you, you don't need to sugarcoat this. You don't have to treat us like children. We, we should know. We, I mean, these are things that, that, that we do have to discuss that, 
um, has not changed then and it had, it can't change now. I mean, so to be a part of that, um, I, I, I guess I, I, I felt I was in, um, in good company and, um, I felt like I had, uh, a chance to to be a part of a picture that would you know in, in its own way change the world now m- movies do or they don't and that's the hope and the aspiration but it did fulfill something for me that um was was meaningful and if it didn't find its audience at that time um there's always the notion of feeling that it will do in the future and well, uh, I, th- I think, I think you're gonna it have still holds whole, up. You're going to have a lot of people uh, watching it now because it's, no, one, of, it's sure. one of yours I haven't seen. And, and I'm definitely <laughs> curious. And uh, and we have a handful of people listening to this. I'm sure we'll check it out. I loved uh, one of your early films, School Ties. Was Yeah, I was about to say that. Oh, man, man that movie hit me at the right age, man. And I, I thought Especially you're... being a young Jewish man that you of are. Of course. Right? And, we didn't, and I didn't feel like I looked like Brendan. You know, I was like, there I am. <laughs> Look how handsome I'm being represented by. But, uh, but I mean, your performance in that movie... As, an, as a young actor, I mean, I think everyone in the world was like, you know, everyone who loves movies was like, oh, shit, look at this new guy. I thought you really, really were great in that movie. Well, thanks. It was sort of the diner casting yeah, uh, yeah of like, uh, its day, in a way. Ben Affleck, uh, Matt Damon. Right. Uh, the list is ridiculous. Uh, so many people. Uh, Chris O'Donnell, Cole Hauser, Cole Hauser. Chris, or, right, Chris right, 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 right. Uh, Anthony Rapp. Anthony like, Rapp. Just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. We, um, at that time, had no idea what we were doing. We had an abundance of enthusiasm. Probably the most important thing to us is getting the producer to provide us breakfast in the morning before we had to play football all day. <laughs> Although they did not, you know, I mean, and and still at that time, I look at it and I think, I don't, I really don't know that much about that guy anymore. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I just see, um, I, I, I see... I see a cast who are very hopeful, but but at the same time, we all have this sort of tenuous, is this it kind of feeling right. as, as you do when you're first starting out yeah. in, in, in this right. industry. Yeah. Um, so, but for that, rather than, you know, turning inward, we just swung for the fences and hoped for the best for, for whatever the film would, would result in. Well, it was it was really great. Oh, thanks, man. Donald and I both uh, rem- remember that film fondly. We've talked about it before. And Donald, you also began your career in, in, a, in a football film. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it was called Remember the Titans. Have you watched it yet? Uh, no, it's on my to do list. See, but you're I, an I, asshole, man. I'm going to watch Quiet American issues, before. I have to tell you. These are the that's fine, and and that's fine. But these are the issues that I'm having now. Let me and tell you what is, happens. Wait, on, every, on, wait, on, don't on, fight in front on, of our guests. Don't fight in front of company. Let me finish. Let me finish. Is this because is this because I didn't fucking read Garden State when you yes. gave me the Yes, that's one of the reasons. I was in the shower and I was thinking, you know, I've done some projects and Zach's never seen any of them. No, I've I seen a lot of them. You've seen dude, you've seen What was the movie you in where um where the famous rapper was a postman? As opposed to called Next Day. First of all, it was Next Day Air. Yeah, I saw Next second Day of Air. All, <laughs> second of all, the only reason why you saw Next Day Air is because I invited you over for a screening at my house with all the yeah. producers and everything. Yeah, that was a good one. I, I like that one. To... Oh, boy. Who was the rapper? I forgot. He was really good. Most Def, man. Yeah, you most know deaf. who Most Def is. Most Def's a good actor. He did a good job in that movie. Oh, I worked with Most Def. What's what that? Did most with, do? I worked with Most Def once in, uh, in a really obscure movie that shot in Sao Paulo, Brazil. It was called Journey to the End of the Night. And he played a, a Nigerian dishwasher who gets 
roped into running a huge suitcase of cocaine in, in this sort of impossible scenario that he just can't win from. He was so good. I mean, he was... What was the name of the movie? Journey to the End of the Night. Journey oh, to the End of the Night. I'm going to watch that, too. I'm going to watch... Yasin Bey! Journey to the End of the Night. I'm going to watch that too. So sorry, but uh, Titans got moved down another rung because no, I've got no. two more films. Let me tell you what happens in my house. You, you have dinner. You get, right, what are we going to watch tonight, right? I don't know if this happens Donald to else. Donald and remember the Titans. Now, let me tell you, I just want to know if this happens in either, any of your houses. You have a list of like 1,000 classics you want to watch. You have a list of like your friends' movies you want to watch. You got a list of movies you read online that everyone's talking about. And then you get on there and you're tired, and you had a glass of wine, and you're like... And it's HGTV time, yeah. Right, right. right? Top Chef. Yeah. Top Chef. <laughs> <laughs> I watch Top Chef. Listen, I, I could be a cook now because I watch so much Top Chef. Hold on. You said it's friend movies that your friends are in, and you look at the classics and everything like that. Dude, you can knock two out with one stone. It's a motherfucking classic. Yep. One. Yep. Two, your friend is in it. Right. So, dude, let's get, get to the... Okay, what do what are we waiting We're gonna for? We're going to do it. I'm Right after Quiet American, I'm going to do it. Um, all right? I promise you. This is a commitment. You're lying, but okay. You've been saying this for years. I just want you to know that. For all years. Right. Listen, we don't since have... Came, since we don't I, have, Go ahead. We don't have Brendan forever because he has to feed his children. So I want to move <laughs> quickly. We're going to take a quick break. And we're going to come back, and then we're going to go through the episode because I want to talk... This episode has so much in it. And, Brendan, you probably don't even know this, but there's so many things in this particular episode... That that became through lines for the whole series, oh, yeah? including when you picked me up and I yelled "Eagle," um, uh, the 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 acapella group, um, uh, yeah. Bob Zeltzer, your cancer doctor. I mean Bob Clendenin. All right, we'll be right back. I love a backpack, Don. I rock a backpack still. I use one every single day, and you need a good one. You need one you like. That's right. I rock a backpack too. I keep yep. my iPad in there. I, I keep, keep my, my computer. Camera. I bring my scripts. That's right. When I go out of town and I'm filming, I put my animation equipment inside of a backpack and I yep. head on out. Every so time you guys... I travel, every time I travel on an airplane, you know I have my backpack. You need a good backpack. A Herschel backpack is made for the journey to come with high quality material that will last for years to come. Crafted with a fine regard for detail, your Herschel backpack will hold up to the test of time because Herschel is made for the everyday hustle. Need a laptop sleeve? Herschel has you covered. This is a backpack designed for creative people because a Herschel backpack fits the essentials. Check out the many shapes, sizes, colors, and accessories at Herschel.com. From the classic mountaineering style of the Herschel Little America to the original Herschel Classic, there is a style and a color to fit your taste. With modern practicality for everyday journeys, go from the classroom to the studio to the open mic in iconic style. Pack every day with possibility. I was going to say that, Zach. When I was a kid, I used to carry all my notebooks in my backpacks with my wraps. Mm -hmm. Put yourself out there with the Herschel Little America backpack inspired by classic mountaineering styles. It's made modern for daily journeys. No matter where you go, Herschel Supply has your back. Herschel Supply fits everything you need to put yourself out there. See more at Herschel.com. You got the Ionic? Yo, that Ionic 5 hasn't arrived yet. I'm still waiting for it, but I'm excited. I can't wait for that Ionic. And it's fully electric. Fully electric. It is the most evolved Hyundai. 
the Hyundai Ioniq 5. I got to say, I moved from a fully electric car to a hybrid, and I really miss having a fully electric car. And the especially Hyundai nowadays. 5, especially nowadays with these uh, gas prices. The, your journey at its most evolved, the first ever Hyundai Ioniq 5 with up to 303-mile range. I love that. You know I love That's that. That's important, you know, yeah. because some of these other electric cars, they only take you down the street and you're right. done. And all of a sudden, you, you, you're searching and sweating for an electric source yes. to power up your vehicle again. Yes. When you're looking at electric cars, you really, really want to know. And I can tell you, because I shopped. I shopped around. You really want to know what kind of range you're going to get. So with up to 303-mile range and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ioniq 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. The Ioniq 5's long-range capability allows you to drive up to an EPA-estimated 303 miles on a single charge with the real-wheel drive SE, SEL, and limited models. Look, check this out. This is where it gets really cool. With available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. The optional ultra-fast charging capability gives you over 60 miles of range with just six minutes of charge. Do you know how important that is? Yes, it's because you don't want to wait so long. So if you get... If you get the fast charging capability, you're going to get 60 miles of range in six minutes. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. HyundaiUSA.com. You know you're a pet mom when you growl back during playtime and you insist on feeding them the highest quality food you can find. Enter Halo Holistic. Made with only whole meat, no meat meals, and probiotics for digestive health. Our first ingredient is always responsibly sourced protein raised with no antibiotics. And bonus, our fruits and veggies contain no GMOs. It's a lifestyle and a pet mom thing. Find Halo Holistic at Chewy, Amazon, and HaloPets.com. And we're back. And we're back. All right. So, um... This episode's called My Hero, and it's uh, the second of Brendan's three episodes he did. Um, Brendan, did you know, by the way, I know you assumed you knew you were doing two, but then what, what's the story of, of you came back uh, in, not till season three? Did, did Bill, he couldn't have possibly seeded, hey, we're going to build your character, you're going to come back in, in two seasons. So what, how did that come about? Yeah, I got I got to, Bill knows the answer to that one. I mean, I, I had such a great time with the two to be continued to, you know, to hander. Right. That came on in the first season that I was in. And then when he called up to do it again, I was like, absolutely. I, All right. I, you know, it, you, it was because you, I had such a great time working you guys. Right on you and you, and you brought something to the table that a lot of that went on for a really long time. Also, uh, you, your camera, when you brought your, uh, camera to, <laughs> Look at this! Look, Zach has a camera just like that now. Sweet. I'm holding up. I'm holding up my my Polaroid uh, 110A that I would not have purchased uh, without Brendan. So I want you to know, I, Brendan and I are both. Uh, Brendan, Krista Miller, and I are all camera geeks. We all uh, collect them. But I was never into old Polaroid cameras until I met Brendan. And all, and if you guys are watching the episode and you see him um, shooting all these Polaroids. They, that was inspired by Brendan. Those are all his pictures you're, you're looking at. 
And I got so into to uh, to Polaroid photography because of you, Brendan. And I, uh-huh. I, I I've for, for not like for for the twenty years since I've seen you, I can't tell you how many different Polaroid cameras I've bought and collected. <laughs> and Donald was saying on another podcast, he goes, "Why do I have so many like professional quality Polaroids of myself?" And I'm like, "That's because of Brendan, because Krista <laughs> and I both got so into it. We we've taken so many pictures of them." Yeah, I have but a so lot many of them sit in the closet, sit in a closet or on the shelf right now because the film's so hard to find. And I know you, you can know. get it online. Um, yeah. uh, um, if you buy, I, I actually, I, knowing that you were coming on, I haven't, I haven't used it in a while. But knowing you were coming on, I was like looking Same. online where I can find it. Fuji. Still makes um, the film. For those Fuji still wanna, makes a good pack film. Impossible projects, another one. It's, you know, yes. But for those of you who want to get good. into this hobby, uh, Fuji Fuji FP100 is is the go to, right, Brennan? Or that's like <laughs> that's the right, last right. one. Let me just geek out. I'm going to put my glasses on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuji FP100. I just gave him a shout out. They should be a sponsor. Um, so, Brendan, when you pick me up at 133 in this kid's room, now I can't imagine you even could, could know this story, but the fans that have watched eight seasons know. When you pick me up and spun me, the first thing I say that made me laugh was I go faster because the whole <laughs> the whole gag is that JD is such a nerd that at first he's like no 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 and then then he's like as a kid and I and then you're spinning me you're spinning me and uh, on one last take I thought oh it'd be extra dorky if JD pretended he was soaring like an eagle and then I just went eagle <laughs> which became bizarrely a huge runner throughout the whole season of the series of the show don would pick me up and i'd yell eagle and it became a running thing it became his what you talking about willis it became my what you talking about willis it became my catchphrase you you lifted me into my it's like in dirty dancing doing the lift you lifted me into my catchphrase Well, thank you Thanks very, very much. <laughs> <laughs> no, everywhere I, 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 go. I particularly liked your shower shorts, if I remember. Yes, correctly for the man for the man who has nothing to hide but still wants to. Still want, and it had a it had, did it have a wallet, and then you hold it out, yeah. you let it go, and there's this sort of like sound yeah. off camera, and you just wince a bit. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. But I mean, everywhere I go in my my life, and I've been traveled all around the world, um, I will have people yell eagle at me as I walk down the street. <laughs> It's forever. Yeah. It's wow. forever. Yeah. All because of this moment at, at 1 minute 38. And then Krista goes for a spin. Yeah. I wonder if Krista liked that. I have a feeling Krista wasn't too fond of the spin. I bet part. she liked it because it was Brendan. If it was anybody else, she would have been like, get the fuck <laughs> out of here. She'd be like, get the fuck out of here. There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> I can't imagine a Bill writing an episode. If Bill put any other character, picks up Krista and spins her, she would have been like, no. No, fuck no, 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 no. <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, um, tangling my giblets. What? Yeah, I, la- I laughed out loud uh, at that. I don't like too much freedom out there. It makes me tingle in my giblets. <laughs> oh my <God>. <laughs> <laughs> I think I may have made that one up because I don't think Bill would have written giblets. But, <laughs> um, Brennan, you found a way with this character to bring out something. You know, Johnny C had yet to really warm up to anybody. He's... His character, Dr. Cox, is playing, he's such a tough alpha guy. And then with your character, we see the friendship that that, that JD and Turk have mirrored a bit. We see, um, oh, there is a guy out there who's silly and who's goofy and is and is out there who's kind of like um 
uh, his JD, if you if you will. Do you know what I mean? Like you yeah. you you brought out the silly side of a guy the audience has only known as someone who's so serious and and aggro. Right. He was um, and just just like Johnny C. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although Johnny's a smidgen nicer. Right. <laughs> absolute heart of gold Um, yeah did you know johnny before this had you guys worked together we no we had not met before i i'd seen him i in films that he'd made and Mm -hmm. um but i think i met him on the day to tell you the truth the day uh there was a nail in my hand yeah a a board right yeah Yeah, that that was the first episode before this one directly i think we met like maybe three minutes earlier than that but um wow Wow. It's because he doesn't take much time to make a chair, I learned. He just kind of walks in, scrubs his head, yeah. and then yeah. makes like these sort of animal grunt noises, <laughs> Yeah, and puts product in it and does it again, Yeah, and then like, does like elaborate clicking and snapping with his fingers, like, <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and, then, and then he takes off. He's good to go. I yeah. had to show up like, you know, an hour early with Krista so we could, you know, get our strand by strand done, just perfect. <laughs> Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I dot Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? 
go for a run, take a nap, read a book, show up for a friend. A lot of people spend their lives wishing they had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it your priority. Therapy personally for me has helped me a lot focus on my goals. And you've heard me talk on the podcast of the whole idea of whiteboarding and manifesting and, and really getting clear with myself what I want to accomplish in my life and where I want to set my sights. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RealFriends today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RealFriends. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. But what are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grey's Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th. Yo, do you do? Donald went through. Donald went through. Donald Colin Farrell was on the show, and and uh, I think it was him, right? Donald, you didn't want any makeup, and uh, oh yeah, you know, because he looks like Colin Farrell. And then Donald was like, you know what? I'm gonna start doing that. I don't need makeup either. If it's good enough for Colin Farrell, it's good enough for me. Yeah, and Donald Donald was like showing off, like I don't need makeup either. And then like we did one episode, and the next week Donald was like, I'm gonna go back to the makeup. I'm gonna go back to the makeup. Uh, speaking of makeup, is that you in in the in the costume all the time, or do they have a stand-in for you, or do you have to do makeup every day like that? Which costume? For Which I've Doom had a Patrol. lot of weird ones, and I've had for, some that weren't even Doom a costume Patrol. at all. Oh, for, for Doom, Doom Patrol. Patrol! Oh no, that's voiced by Riley. Shan- I mean, I'm voicing the character. Got Riley it. Shanahan wears the suit. Um, he is a, a wonderful comedic performer with fantastic timing um and he's full-on playing the character through a mask yeah um and uh he he uh he does the heavy lifting there i mean i I show up in an episode or two wearing pieces of that because like i said it it borrow it it breaks a lot of rules and makes its own the way the show um unfolds but otherwise no i'm it's like i gotta i gotta i gotta be clear with you it's like it's like a dream job somebody else wears the thing shows up for you in in recent months i don't even go inside a studio like we all don't you're sitting in your closet right now i've yeah. been doing adr on a cell phone <laughs> it's 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 How weird days it's that, weird though? days for a business but on the other hand like don't tell anybody this is actually <laughs> primo i know i think that's the case with i'm not wearing pants i think that's the case with it'd be so I, great if Brenda i Brenda think it's the case with mandalorian too um you know because that's all stuntmen right yeah. yes yeah yeah uh, so well, i mean I, do they tell uh, you not to talk about it though? Do they? Did the producers want you to be like, uh, no, Brendan's in the suit? No, or, no way. I would never do that. That's not fair yeah, to Riley. And I mean, and I, I am, I'm 51 now. This, this guy is like built like a tree. And that thing is that those robot suits and all that, all that, like you know, DC comic and Marvel comic, those outfits, those super suits, they're heavy. They yeah, really they are. are. Super performers are really unsung heroes. I've worked with many of. Them. I worked with them on. 
on I'll say the titles, George of the Jungle, the guys in the gorilla suits are amazing. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, yeah. I mean, they, they, they really take simian behavior seriously. And, um, I mean, it's, it's a dingbat comedy, but at the same time, no, they were, they were quite specific about what they needed and how they would move as a troop. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, can you um, tell Donald and I how to get, uh, in that kind of shape? Um, if we ever wanted to try, because uh, you're pretty ripped in, uh, in that movie. Yeah. Go back in time and eat nothing but like <laughs> broccoli and styrofoam. <laughs> <laughs> lift weights until you puke yeah. and then go wash your mouth out and keep doing it. You know, I once, I was once in the gym and a gym and, and, uh, and Arnold Schwarzenegger walked into the gym to sort of inspect it. I guess his friend owned it or something. And he, he was still the governor and he walked over to me, um, on the, I was on, on one of the benches and, uh, I don't know if he recognized me as an actor or if he was just sort of like talking to me as a citizen, like, hello, <laughs> what are your, your goals with your workout? <laughs> and I was, I was so starstruck, and I was like, uh, "Oh, um, um, well, I guess I just kind of want to look like Brad Pitt in Fight Club." And he goes, <laughs> "And he goes, you need to eat a lot of carrots. That's all carrots." <laughs> <laughs> so for like the next two months, I was just like fucking pounding carrots, and uh, it never Did happened. Did you get ripped? No, I, I mean, it never happened. It never, nah, never looked like I never looked like Brad Pitt in Fight Club. Orange. Skin. Yeah, you got orange. <laughs> you definitely got orange. That's for sure. Eats a lot of carrots, and then he just moved on to somebody else. <laughs> you eat a lot of broccoli. You, <laughs> you eat a lot of kumquats, and you eat the squash. <laughs> you. He just he's walking around to each person in the gym. For you, broccoli. For you, Chick carrots. Peas. <laughs> <laughs> How long yeah. would you train? How long would when? How long would you train for something like that? I mean, the mummy too. I mean, I know you're in sick shape. Like, did you? Did you? Would you go through big training uh, periods? Yeah, I think if I recall, it was. I mean, all in, it's like a year if a you're year. gonna, you know, and then you do maintenance and blah blah. But, um, I, you know, I I I haven't asked about this frequently over the years, and I really don't know the answer because everyone's body is so different, and I almost feel reticent to say, "Well, this is what I did," because then people want to emulate or do that, and it might not be right for them. But yeah. I guess if I be honest, it's just uh, just uh, just just get it over with and lift weights, I guess. If yeah. but the thing and, is, and- if there's wear and tear on your joints, your spine. I, I became really proficient with ice bags, like right. really talk about nerdy camera geek. I was like nerdy ice cube geek. And, um, and uh, you know, it's a lot to keep. It's a lot to keep up. It's a lot to ask of, of your body. And I, I have to say with confidence that I felt a sense of relief when it wasn't something that was expected of me. That wasn't yeah. exactly what, you know, I'm known for or, I, I I was happy to say that's someone else's job right now, yeah. you know, like, um, and uh, and just you know, pound back the milkshakes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and focus. Well, on- Paul Paul Rudd said something very similar to me. He was like, you know, it, I felt great when I was doing it, but I'm gonna tell you something right now. I'd love to drink a milkshake right now. I'd love to eat <laughs> something. You know what I mean? Like you're absolutely right. It's like. When you're doing it, you feel great, and there's a purpose. Somebody's paying you a lot of money to do this stuff. But right. really, you know, living is a lot of fun, too. You know what I, I, mean? I feel it. And, you know, I got to say something psychologically, if I'm honest. I can look at those images now and think, I see a guy 
who is still insecure, who still felt like, I don't know, a certain part of your body didn't look the proportion that you were hoping for. Or I learned from that that our self-image is just really um, tied up with a single thing, and that's confidence. If you have that, it doesn't matter how often you go to a gym or don't go to a gym. I really learned that it's about the person who you are. And the rest is just decoration. Yeah. Oh, I agree 100%. I wish I, you know, I wish I had that confidence uh, when I go places like the beach and stuff like that. Like, I I feel great in my skin at home. I could prance around naked <laughs> in front of my wife and stuff like that. Uh, and I'm confident that I, you know, I still feel, I still feel and look sexy to her. Uh, when you go to the beach, though, and, and there's a, and there's a, you know, a stigmatism of how everybody's supposed to look and you don't necessarily fit that type. It's like, wait a second, you know, I don't necessarily want to take my shirt off and jump into the water now. You know what I mean? Uh, I have I have I have real issues when it comes to that. Um, I remember and- working so hard to get in shape and look a certain way, right. and, you know, when like just like you said, when it was time for the big reveal, I felt like ah, I didn't reach my goal. You know what I mean? Right. But then I look back at it now and I'm like, holy shit, I looked great. Not bad. You know right? I mean? <laughs> like, holy, look at that. But it never, back, I remember, we talked about this on the podcast. I just wish I could have been present when I, you know what I mean? Like, there were so many things on my mind when all the projects that I've made before, I wish I could have just been, it just experienced every moment. And I didn't. I was too worried about this or too interested in something else uh, to really focus on, you know. The, and now the, the age that, that we live in, everybody has a a camera right in their pocket. And yeah. we're all privy to one another's physiques. And it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a macabre pastime yeah. <laughs> that is available to everyone. And, and, you know, depending on where you are in the world or what, what country, part of the country, somewhere in the back of my mind, I always wonder, is there somebody with a long lens? You know, is there a sniper? Right. Where, where are you? <laughs> yeah. Did you, um, that, you that moved happened out of, a lot in L.A., for sure. Yeah, but you, you moved know, out of L.A. Is that one of the, like, tell us a little bit about the reason. I felt you, relief, I mean, for that reason alone, that, you know, because it's, it's, uh, it's a place that's, 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 uh, that's myopic in that sense. Yeah. And, you know, with distance, you can get some perspective. Yeah. Um, well, which, was, which was helpful to me, yeah. For sure. You know, uh, my wife always says, she'll say something to me like, you know, I'm just bigger than everybody. And I'm like, in L.A., <laughs> you know what I mean? You're bigger than everybody in L.A. And <laughs> you go anyplace else and people will be like, damn, girl, eat a sandwich or something. <laughs> you, know I, you know what I mean? But I think it's good when actors um, get out of New York and, and LA. I mean, you have to have reached a certain level of, of of stature in the business as you have, where you can kind of be anywhere you want. Um, but um, I, I, I fantasize about that sometimes. I don't know about you, Donald, about about being able to be somewhere that's not uh, in in the heart of of the industry. I think. Well, I think yeah, it, you'd get more for your buck. First of all, you get more. You know what I mean? <clears throat> the two million dollars that you spend in Los Angeles gets you a room with the window, you do that shit in Montana and you got a ranch. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a huge difference. I would, I would, you know, I can't picture you on a ranch. Would you like a ranch? I could pick, I could picture, listen, I could picture myself 
in I can a lot of you things. On a yeah, well, I no, can. but wait, Donald, I, I never asked you this. This, this question. shit doesn't have to have animals on it. It just needs to be. No, a listen, fucking... I, know. I never asked Come you on. this. I never asked you this. If you could live anywhere in the country that's not uh, New York or LA, and and you could have, you know, you could. You know, money's no object. I don't mean like some stupid epic mansion. I mean like, you know, you have all the money that you want to spend. What would you choose? Would you choose the Montana ranch or would you choose? Uh, I don't know. What I can't picture. What, I never asked you what your what, what that would be for you. Uh, I'm a city boy, so I'd have to live in I'd have to find some I'd have to live in the city. But right. uh, if I if I could live any place, there's two places that I would love to live. One. Toronto. I love the I love the city. It's one of my favorite cities of all time. If mm-hmm. I could live anywhere and and have and if if money was no object, which it always is, but if it wasn't an object, dude, I would live somewhere in Toronto that was freaking, you know, wonderful and great. Either okay. there or I, you know, I am a huge fan of London. You know this. It's right. one of my favorite cities. I yeah. do like that area. And you're very popular there. You're like, you're, you're, you're like, you know, Denzel Washington of the United <laughs> Kingdom. No, I disagree. There's people like John Boyega. There are a bunch of people from the United Kingdom. No, but they Washington. do love. <laughs> the United Kingdom. <laughs> they do love you. In, in, uh, in, in, the people that are listening in, in the United Kingdom can attest to loving Donald Faison. All right, how about this? If y'all love me in the United Kingdom like you love Denzel or more than you love Denzel, hit me up on Twitter and Instagram and say that shit. Yeah. I'm going to send it to Denzel and be like, in your face, Denzel. Yeah, let in Donald your face. Know. Let, this, let this week's- I got um, the UK on lock. Oh, my God. I got the UK on lock. <laughs> You're going to make Brendan have to pull out his earphones. Don't yell with our guests, please. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> um, Brendan, I know you have to go. Uh, we don't want to keep you longer than, uh, than, we, than we promised we would, but- we just wanted to really tell you that we love you and that the fans oh, love on. you, and that uh, and that I hope um, if you're if you if this wasn't too horrible, I hope that you'll come back um, when we when we get to season three uh, for that very special episode because whenever fans talk about their favorite episode, it's either that one or or the musical usually, right, Donald? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, more more that one though. That's everyone's. It seems like that's the universal number one episode for all of the scrubs fans it's rare that we get anything else it's always the one where where uh your character passes away and cox has no idea where he's at at the end well you guys are really kind and you were so kind to me then and i'm really grateful for that experience and it uh it means a lot to me that people still are finding it today and um that that you included me on the show. Thank you. Included you, dude. We were so happy that you were doing. I remember yeah. when we found we out you were it. doing the show. We couldn't believe it. I was like, holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> we got a real star. We got a real star. <laughs> <laughs> we got. It's like you fishing. We got one on the line. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much, and everybody, check out uh, Doom Patrol. When is it? When is season two premiere? June twenty five. June twenty five on HBO Max, guys. Check June. it out. And Brendan, thank you so much. We love you. We'll see you. Bye about. for now. Bye Later. for now. Oh my God! I uh, what a what a what a what a sweet human being, huh? That was so awesome, dude! I can't believe we had him on. But he's That's just awesome. like his. You know these people? They just and you, you're so happy when they're come into your life. They just kind of glow, peace and kindness. You know, I even though we're over Zoom, he's just he's just he's just fire hosing his heart at you you know what i mean he's got that et heart light Turn he's got the et heart, heart light. light you said it better than i do he's got an et glowing heart light you feel it you feel it you i'm feel glad it. that um i'm almost glad that he couldn't stay the whole time because 
I was looking at all my notes about turning, talking through the episode, and I'm like, I don't want to bother Brendan by talking about Dr. Zeltzer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're going to have Brendan, Brendan sitting there being like, I, I, don't, I don't know anything I don't about, know, right. uh, I don't want to, I don't care that, that, uh, that's, that, that Rob had a big bit of medical jargon. What the fuck do I give a fuck? I got to go feed my kids. Well, you did the whole, we skipped over the whole Tony Shalhoub situation. Where Tony yeah, Shalhoub go back, was, go back. Now that Brendan's gone, I can relax, I can breathe. I was so nervous. I wanted to do a good job. Now dude, now it's just me, now it's just us four. I can I can talk about Zeltzer. I can talk about anything. This whole Tony Shalhoub thing, this was before he started winning all the Emmys, huh? Yeah, before he started beating me every single time. Beating you? He beat everyone, dude. He beat everyone. I know. Well, everyone! I was, okay. Okay, Do you know sorry. what that's from? No. Do you know what that's from? No. You never saw The Professional? The Professional? Gary Oldman. Oh, yeah, of course, with Natalie Gary, Portman. Yeah, Gary Oldman in the... Uh, we've got him upstairs. What, what do you want? Bring me everyone. Everyone? Everyone! I'm sorry you if that? you're listening to this podcast on earbuds. I apologize. I will try yes. and counterbalance it with this soft podcast voice I have. You don't remember that? Do you remember that SNL sketch where they were doing like a, uh, it was like the sweaty balls one where they were doing like oh the Oh my soft... God, I can't wait and to yes, get those sweaty balls fun. in my mouth. Yeah, but that was when Alec Baldwin was the guest star. But the normal show was like, yes, they talk like this. Yeah. That's fun. That's really fun. Oh, it's Ooh. great. Oh, wow. yeah. It's a Ben and Jerry's ice cream flavor now. Sweaty balls? Mm-hmm. I want to say it's like balls of peanut butter. Oh balls. man, I was hoping it. Uh... What's your well, favorite and... Ben and Jerry's? Uh, we should try and get them as a sponsor so we can get buckets oh, of free yes. ice cream. <laughs> Dude, Ben and Jerry's rocks, yo. Ben and, listen, I will pay money for Ben and Jerry's from here on out, especially after this whole the whole uh, Black Lives Matter situation that's been going on. When they straight up said, "Yo, Black Lives Matter," anyone say anything else? Pretty much, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Good for them. I, I I love it. By the way, I'm, I'm not just saying that. I I really I can't have Ben and Jerry's in my house because I'll just snort it like it's fucking cocaine. Whoa! Do we need to have a conversation about your cocaine no, issues? No, I'm just saying. Imagine that when I people that have a coke problem. I and, think and you are have like, a problem if you're snorting ice cream like it's you cocaine. Don't, dude. Like you don't snort your ice cream, Donald. It's only I, problem when you get a particularly chunky flavor and that like a peanut a peanut butter pretzel gets stuck in your nose. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You need to is chop that shit up better. Is Chubby Hubby your favorite flavor, Zach? I like Chubby Hubby a lot. Wow, Daniel is freaking out over there. Uh, he likes that too. <laughs> it gets I like no play. I can never find it, but it's my favorite flavor. It's so good. I love Chubby. I like anything, uh, basically anything with peanut butter because I like mm. peanut butter and chocolate in my ice cream. I see that. The milk and Donald? cookies is the best flavor. For I sure. like the I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I don't eat a lot of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. That is the honest to goodness. Is there truth. another brand that you would have the audacity to choose? Because we're trying to get them to be our sponsor, so don't fuck no, this up for us. No, there isn't another brand that I would have the audacity to choose. I'm just saying I it hasn't been something that I have been getting a lot of. You oh, because you're trying to stay thin, but then you go home and make the shit yourself. I prefer to make my ice cream. So if Ben and Jerry's wants to become a sponsor and teach them up like how to make some of these flavors... Yeah, so that's what Ben and Jerry's gonna do. They're gonna come on and teach you how to make their top secret ice cream. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give it away. I would keep it for myself. There are a bunch of, there are a bunch of things that I wish the owners of the company would be like. All right, look, we're just gonna give you the recipe. Keep that shit to yourself, but you can make it at home. Krispy Kreme, hello. Teach me how to make a donut. What about those salts cure pancakes? 
the salts cure pancakes? Yeah, my restaurant in Los Angeles, Donald. I'm trying. I've to never had your salt. Oh, my bad. Oh yeah, and then there's the salts cure pancakes. Oh, which you're a dick. Are very very tasty. But you know where I really like the pancakes is Dupars. Dear Dupars. No, fuck Dupars. Listen. Please? No. No, listen. No, you fuck. You fuck listen. yourself, motherfucker. Fuck Hold Dupars. On now. Hold on, goddammit. Hold on. I am now going back to my podcast voice <laughs> to counterbalance Donald's loud voice. And I then was... and then Mastro's, if you could teach me how to make that butter cake. Yo, that butter cake. That butter cake, Mastro's. Okay. You know, remember you remember Mastro's where we used to go for steak night? Yeah. Yeah. Do you and remember then, steak night? I know you don't eat meat anymore, but do yeah. you remember steak night? Of course. We used to legit go to steak night. It is the world's best meat. It is such a treat. We're going to steak night. Yeah, we we, Donald and I made that song right. up. I want the world to know. That was another, in addition to our theme song, uh, with the help of Charlie Puth, uh, Steak Night, with no help from Charlie Puth, is, a, is an original song by Donald Faison and I. We gonna steak night. We gonna, we gonna eat. eat it right. Steak is steak the is world's a, a treat. No, steak is such a treat. It is the it's world's, world's best, best meat. <laughs> steak night. We gonna. <laughs> and then we did the fucking this dance, the, the fucking dance. Brady Bunch dance. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember when the Brady Bunch did their like would perform as like a band? Like in the later episodes, they became like a band, and that was their move. Like when it's the, time the, to change, you've got to rearrange. Yo, let me What was happening at the time? What was happening That's when Peter went through puberty. Remember, he went. He was like, if you remember that episode, if you're old enough to remember, he was going through puberty, and when he was singing his song, he was like, "When it's time to change, you've got to rearrange." And they were like, "Oh no, what are we gonna do? Peter's going through puberty." What the fuck happened? That all of a sudden the Brady Bunch were in a band. Like, out of nowhere, it was like, season one, the Brady Bunch, they're having a hard time coming together as a family. Season two, the Brady Bunch, they're going to school now. Things are great. Season three, they're in a band? Like, what the fuck? I don't know if it was season three. I don't know know either. I'm just guessing, but out of nowhere, all of it, it had to be when they were young. Can you find out when, how many seasons in the Brady Bunch became a band? It's the same shit, Donald. It's jumping the shark. It's like red-haired Sam coming in different strokes. You got to shake shit up. They they went to fucking Hawaii and jumped the shark. Remember the Hawaii episode? Well, of course you remember. I mean, we'd use it in scrubs. We got to sell those uh, tiki necklaces on our merch shop one day. Oh, yeah? One day. When iHeart gets our our, our merch shop going. Okay. Someone said that, um, wait, can I fucking finish a sentence for the love of God? Do what you got to listen. Listen. For the love of Yahweh. Can I go finish for a it. sentence? For, for only um, for Yahweh. Let's someone go. told me um, they had a good merch idea. Oh, that they they thought when I mistakenly said sports players instead of athletes. <laughs> someone said, "Please make a T-shirt that says sports players on it." I like that. <laughs> I'd wear the fuck out of that. Sports players. I wish. Right, what's your last thing? Right, let's talk about. Here. Let's talk about Ted's band. Ted's I mean, band. That's okay. Intro. Thank you. See, man, this is why I should. I should just say what I want to say because now it looks like I'm jumping on your coattails. That's what I wanted to talk about. Let's talk about Ted's band. Okay, Ted's band is. I intru- said it first. Is introduced uh, in this episode. You get to see um, for the second time what a ridiculously uh, beautiful voice our Sammy Lloyd had, mm. and uh, it's so tragic to use the word "had," but uh, it is accurate to say "had." He um, is. This was real. This was his friends. Uh, all his, all those men. Those three men are his buddies, and uh, they uh, all sang a cappella with him. And so we gave them. 
uh, Bill gave them jobs in the hospital and, and, and formed an acapella group. And as I read on uh, Scrubs Wiki, um, it was originally supposed to be the Superman theme, but they couldn't get the rights. Yes. So that's how uh, Underdog came about. I remember... Uh, that would have made more sense Sam, because there's a whole yeah. Superman motif, but they couldn't get the rights. I remember Sam uh, and his... We can sing it on here because we're not going to... I don't think we'll get in trouble for it. And if we will, they'll cut it out. But it was like, three bullets of speed left behind two powerful trains turned around one able to leap uh-huh. buildings tall hey. in a run all in one single bound superman superman where is superman 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 calling superman human of steel superman 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 now wait are these superman. lyrics um were they these real? are written by Sam and his band. The band. Would... Oh, so the song. I mean, you made me think that this was the theme song had lyrics. No, John so... Williams wrote this. John Williams right, right, wrote right, the, right, right, right. So it was just dun 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 dun. Right, and so they sang the whole song with words. I have it on my iPhone. Like it's something that stuck. My so those kids guys know wrote it by the, heart. Um, those those guys wrote it, and they Paul... wrote the lyrics. As I recall, um, Paul, uh, one of the members of the band, uh, wrote all, a bunch of the um, the songs from the musical. Did he not write the Guy Love? Oh, I don't. That I don't know. Joel, well, will you look that is, up for me too? I think this is Paul, a great um, Bill's. This is a great Bill Lawrence question. Actually. Okay, hey Bill, talk to us about Ted's band. Ted's band and Paul from the band, um, whose name I can't quite remember right now, but we will say it in this episode. Um, didn't he write? Um, some of the musical, including the song Guy Love, because I feel like that's a bit of trivia. That's that's true. Also, where did you come up with the idea? I mean, it's obvious, but... Oh, I got it. Paul Perry. Sorry. Um, Sorry, guys. It's in... um, It's uh, Philip McNiven or George... George, forgive me if I don't say your name right. Miserless. And and Paul Perry. I believe it was Paul Perry and uh, and Bill Will Tell Us um, who wrote a bunch of the uh, musical songs. Bill, tell us now. Hey, uh, uh, guys. It's cool talking to you. Look, Paul Perry, um, who uh, is part of Ted's band, who are known as the Blanks in real life. This is how Sam Lloyd came into my life. He was on Spin City back in the day. He's Chris Lloyd's nephew. He played basketball with us. Donald, you played ball with him. And um, he had this super talented a cappella band that like wrote the lyrics to Superman, made him up and did used to do it at parties and stuff, and they were just so darn talented. And um Paul used to do all the arrangements for them, so we just started using them on the show as kind of a Greek chorus with commercial theme songs and TV theme songs. So fun. And yeah, Paul ended up writing a bunch of the songs for Guy Love and a musical on his own as well. And more importantly too, the Blanks ended up touring as, you know, the Worthless Peons Ted's band after the show wrapped, doing songs from the show and the theme song. And their version of the theme song in the finale is one of my favorites. Um, super talented group, top to bottom. And um, man, just even talking about it makes me miss Sam. Thank you, Bill. Finally, where we're in the hospital, where the three of us get the hospital overnight. And Ted's band's performing, and they do Charles in Charge. Yeah. That was a great moment, too. New boy in the neighborhood lives downstairs, and it's understood. He's there just to take good care of me. Like he's one of the family. Charles. Charles in charge of our day. 
And uh, I love that show. Didn't you love that show? I did. I did love that show. Uh, Nicole Eggert. Nicole Eggert. Mm. Nicole Eggert. A moment of silence for puberty. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's talk about Zeltzer. Bob Clendenin, uh, this is his first appearance. He's pretty normal in this episode. Zeltzer uh, doesn't really get that wacky yet. He doesn't really fly his 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 freak freak flag. flag. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I noticed that. How, how about Rob Machio with the medical medic- jargon? I know, man. Most impressive. He really killed that. And um, and then, by the way, another thing that came up. There's a lot of, uh, in addition to Eagle and Ted's band premiering in this episode. This was a thing that we always joked about was um, uh, that that Rob is the best surgeon, um, yeah. that, according to Doctor Wen, right? That he, yeah. because he does. Um, He's, what does he say? He goes. Um, well, everybody else is. Everybody else is thinking about uh, what they. This dude just thinking has nothing in his brain or something yeah. like that. I don't forget. Yeah, don't forget he's like he's like done. Oh, I know what it is. It's done. 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 Tiny scalpel. Yeah, dude, Rob. I I say this every ep every episode that he's in. Man, he really does knock it up, knock it out the park, man. Yeah. I, I'm. He was funny. By the way, yeah. this is a we go into your head uh, at 1421. That was like out of character for the show. We go into your head and uh we hear what your thoughts are and that's how mm. we we camera spins around to see uh By the way, and you had jargon, but I imagine you just read that shit. I right? read that shit off a piece of paper, man. I'm pretty sure of it. <laughs> I heard you say that medical jargon. I was like, Donald read that shit. He, he didn't remember. You no, know he read that, that shit. Right. <laughs> And if <laughs> you know I read that shit. <laughs> dun, 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 the Chinese guy. Okay. So when he's smacking the ass of the nurse, you have, yeah. did you notice that the nurse got her ass a little perched up high enough so that the the gag works? Yeah, of course. That's see, that's how you make the joke funny. I don't know what she's doing. She doesn't appear to be doing anything. What is no, she she's doing? just sitting there doing nothing. That's Lynn, though. By the way, guys. yeah, that's Lynn. our friend. That's our friend Lynn. Is she? But she, she, she doesn't. I'm just gonna scroll because I have the episode open. I'm just wondering if she at least is pretending to do something because, as I recall, she just looked like she was bent over. Uh, season three, episode sixteen of the Brady Bunch. The kids, um, the kids, uh, they covered Casey and the Sunshine Band. It looks like it was a ploy for uh, Paramount Records. They were like, did it for three or four seasons. I told you it was season three. See, I have my shit right and everything, wow. man. Did you guess season three? How the hell did you know your Brady Bunch lore that way? Of course was? I guessed that shit. Do you do the Brady Bunch wiki? <laughs> I should do the Brady Bunch wiki. I should. You're, you're so funny. You're like, you're, you don't remember the fucking most obvious shit in our relationship. And then you'll be like... Uh, the Brady Bunch kids started singing in 1972. It was episode 16 of season three. All right. Um, want to talk about um, the choreographed move? Should we talk about that? Yeah, that was cool. Do you remember doing that? When we're all, no, I all, don't. All of us are doing the exact same movements, um, and it's a split screen, and we're all thinking, and it's all the exact same choreography. And then I read on Scrubs Wiki that for some reason Judy's was backwards in terms of right left, and so they flipped her. And that's why, if you look, Judy's name tag is on the wrong side because in post, uh, her choreography wasn't right, so they flipped her. I did not, I did not know that. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought this episode was going to have way more Brendan Fraser in it, to be honest with you. I thought it was like a whole episode about you know, what happened to the character. I didn't know that other shit went on in the hospital. So when watching it, I was like, I don't remember 
any of this. Like, I, I know that's why I felt weird. Like, I wanted to talk to Brendan, but I was like, I feel bad. Like, I want to talk about the episode, but I don't want to put uh, fancy Brendan through like talking about the fact that Johnny C is wearing his actual Oakleys when we do the real world spoof. Right. That was such a hilarious. <laughs> that like, real world spoof <laughs> was so funny, right? Did you see your my hair? hair? Dude, your hair. My hair is dude. amazing. I took a picture of it to show my girlfriend. It's so funny. That's um, crazy. And Johnny's wearing those comedic Oakleys, but those are really his Oakleys. Johnny sees the kind of guy that really would rock those Oakleys. He probably still wears them. Those like yeah, wrap around, I mean, like wrap around Oakleys. They're perfect for athletes who have to who are on the go. Like if you're jogging and you have the wrap around Oakleys, no sunlight gets in and they don't fall off your face. I don't care. I love Johnny, but I'm not wearing those Oakleys, Donald. Well, and neither are you, no matter what sport you're playing. Dude, you are a you you let's be let's tell everybody what you are. You're more of amazing, a, amazing. Well, dude, you what? know I love you and you know I think you're amazing. But you're also uh when it comes to sunglasses, yeah. you're very much a uh the what's the one that the aviator, you're yeah, an aviator like you. guy. I'm more Ray Ban guy. or Ray Bans or, or or yeah, that sort of vibe, yeah. Ray Ban aviators. But I wouldn't you know, rock a colored glass wrap around Oakley. That's not my vibe. If you if you're playing tennis, why not? Uh, I just think they look. Uh, I don't. I know Johnny listens. Johnny, I love you. It's just not my <laughs> style. Let me let me let, let me just start off by saying Johnny, Johnny listens. Johnny listens. I love you. Johnny listens while he's weightlifting, and I know he's like, oh, like pumping iron right now. I don't want him to be like, fuck you, Braff. I love my Oakley. <laughs> probably got him on right now in the gym. No. I want to talk about how not only does the uh, janitor um, pick a lock. Wouldn't, that isn't locked. Did you yeah. notice that? No, I didn't. <laughs> like, no one took the time to find lockers that would have even, like, a fake lock. It's, like, so clearly not locked, and he takes a screwdriver and, like, pretends to to pick a non-locked locker. And Did I you didn't... think that it was weird that you were writing all of this stuff in a diary? Like, out of nowhere? Like, just out of nowhere? I forgot. All of a sudden, the show's Doogie Howser. And does that imply that all of JD's uh, voiceovers are going into a journal? I never even... I mean, I certainly didn't play it that way for eight and a half years. Right. So when I saw that, I was like, wait a second. So there's there's data, there's information of everyone who... Like, somebody could go back and in a time capsule or wherever... You know, you pass uh, passed away. There's freaking stacks and stacks of diaries of everything that's ever happened to JD. I I never really understood, and it seems that this is the implication because it's a voiceover that goes right in the diary that all the voiceover you're hearing is JD's journal. Now I do remember that I had a journal um, or, that had a unicorn with a sword on its head, and he's there to protect my <laughs> hopes and dreams. And I want to show that this, I want to, the record to reflect this journal did not have a unicorn with a sword on its head. Uh, so no one is protecting my hopes and dreams right now on this journal. That's why the janitor is able to get in there. But I thought it was funny when he said theater camp because, um, you know, that was me. He really, yeah. Uh, but that's a, that's a, that, I mean, I know we went to Bill already, but that's another great question for Bill. Are these JD's memoirs? Are we living in present time when we watch the show? You know what I mean? Is this something that took place in the past? That- we'll ask him. Go ahead and ask him formally, Donald. We can do a two-biller. Uh, Bill, is Scrubs JD's memoirs? Is is it like a bunch of stories that JD has compiled in a bunch of books? Or is this? Are we living in the moment from moment to moment? When yeah, we're because we're it? seeing in this episode, Bill, that JD's writing a journal and voiceover goes right in the journal. Was this a Doogie Howser moment, uh, Bill? When um, 
The voiceover originally was uh, uh, conceived as um, you know JD keeping stuff in his journals, but uh, we ditched that and just kind of made it. People just go with it. We made it an omniscient voiceover, you know, because we were always caught in his head and his thoughts. And people just go with it the same way on Modern Family. No one ever seemed to ask who was interviewing that family and who was doing that documentary. You know, that's it. Okay, we're going to go to commercial, everybody. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being our listeners, our friends, our uh, our compatriots. And we're going to be right back with a question from a fan. I love a backpack, Don. I rock a backpack still. I use one every single day, and you need a good one. You need one you like. That's right. I rock a backpack, too. I keep yep. my iPad in there. I, I keep, keep my, my computer. Camera. I bring my scripts. That's right. When I go out of town and I'm filming, I put my animation equipment inside of a backpack and I yep. head on out. Every so time you guys- I travel, every time I travel on an airplane, you know I have my backpack. You need a good backpack. A Herschel backpack is made for the journey to come with high quality material that will last for years to come. Crafted with a fine regard for detail, your Herschel backpack will hold up to the test of time because Herschel is made for the everyday hustle. Need a laptop sleeve? Herschel has you covered. This is a backpack designed for creative people because a Herschel backpack fits the essentials. Check out the many shapes, sizes, colors, and accessories at Herschel.com. From the classic mountaineering style of the Herschel Little America to the original Herschel Classic, there is a style and a color to fit your taste. With modern practicality for everyday journeys, go from the classroom to the studio to the open mic in iconic style. Pack every day with possibility. I was going to say that, Zach. When I was a kid, I used to carry all my notebooks in my backpacks with my wraps. Mm -hmm. Put yourself out there with the Herschel Little America backpack, inspired by classic mountaineering styles. It's made modern for daily journeys. No matter where you go, Herschel Supply has your back. Herschel Supply fits everything you need to put yourself out there. See more at Herschel.com. You got the Ionic? Yo, that Ionic 5 hasn't arrived yet. I'm still waiting for it, but I'm excited. I can't wait for that Ionic. And it's fully electric. Fully electric. It is the most evolved Hyundai. The Hyundai Ionic 5. I gotta say, I moved from a fully electric car to a hybrid, and I really miss having a fully electric car. And the especially Hyundai nowadays. 5, especially nowadays with these uh, gas prices. The, your journey at its most evolved. The first ever. Hyundai Ionic 5 with up to 303-mile range. I love that. You know I love that. That's important, you know, because some of these other electric cars, they only take you down the street and you're done. And all of a sudden, you're searching and sweating for an electric source to power up your vehicle again. Yes. When you're looking at electric cars, you really, really want to know. And I can tell you because I shopped. I shopped around. You really want to know what kind of range you're going to get. So with up to 303 mile range and other category defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched out electric vehicles ever. The Ionic 5's long range capability allows you to drive up to an EPA estimated 303 miles on a single charge with the real wheel drive S 
S-E-L, and limited models. Look, check this out. This is where it gets really cool. With available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. The optional ultra-fast charging capability gives you over 60 miles of range with just six minutes of charge. Do you know how important that is? Yes, it's because you don't want to wait so long. So if you get if you get the fast charging capability, you're going to get 60 miles of range in six minutes. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. HyundaiUSA.com. You want your kid eating the best nutrition, right? For all their days at the dog park and nights sleeping in bed, your bed? Yep, we mean that kid. Your dog. Halo Elevate is natural, science-based nutrition for their best health. It's guaranteed to support your dog's top five health needs better than leading brands. That means digestive health, heart and immunity support, healthy skin and coat, hip and joint support, and strength and energy. Find Halo Elevate at Petco, Pet Supplies Plus, and select neighborhood pet stores. Learn more at halopets.com. And we are back. And we're back. We had Brendan Fraser on the episode earlier. Nice, pronun- now now, have, nice pronunciation of Fraser. You didn't mess it up for the first time. We have Alex and what's your dad's name? Corey. Alex and Corey are now on the show from two Hi. different locations. Hi, Hello. Alex and Corey. Okay, welcome to Fake Doctors, Real Friends. We're so happy that you're here. Thank you. We're... Uh, Thrilled to be on with you guys. Oh, thank yeah. you. We um, tell us about yourselves. We just heard a little bit. Our producer Joelle said that you're you've been watching the show in quarantine, and you're not in and you're in different locations. So tell us what's going on. And I see yeah. Corey has a piano right next to him. Corey, yes, Corey, are you a piano player? Are you a pianist? Are you going to play us a little something? <laughs> I don't think so, but I'm a piano teacher mostly. Okay, Ooh. Uh, but I've been I'm a composer and a piano teacher, so that's. Uh, since I can't give lessons in my living room on my grand piano, I have to give them in my office on, on my electronic piano ah, over Zoom. Got it. Well, I, must truly be tricky. Wish must... you, I truly wish you knew the theme song to our little rewatch show. I, I love the theme song to your rewatch show. I think you guys did a fantastic job Thank you. Uh, singing it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Really fantastic. I'm not so crazy about the count-in, but, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, you don't like the five, six, seven, eight? Are you saying we're off tempo, uh, Corey? No, I'm saying that you're covering up the first couple words because there's a there's a there's a pickup. You know, there's a, a story. So you say five, six, seven, there's eight. When you're saying story. seven, eight, there's a story. It's kind of covering. Yeah, it but, up. but you know, it's a it's a shtick now, and yeah. so there's there's no way you can change it. I From here, no, you know what? I'm gonna change it when we finish this. When we finish this, I'm gonna change it just for you, just for this, just for this podcast. I, I never imagined we'd we'd. Get I'm gonna notes. go a one, a two, a one. No, no, no. You want to go. Five, six, seven. There's a story. Right. Oh. I can go a five, a six, a five, six. You no. can do that. That's I it. Think, I, I, no offense, Corey, but I, I think the fans will revolt because they really love Donald's five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> they do. They love everybody's. Yeah. So like I said, it's it's probably ingrained and there's nothing to do about it. But it's, it's just every time it happens, it just kind of bothers it me. It irks you. No. All right. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, right. Donald. I'm Thanks doing it for you. Donald. I'm doing it for you, Corey. Thank you, Donald. Right, now, Corey, <laughs> Corey, tell us how you and Alex started watching the show. And, and was this your first time through? Alex, why don't you tell us since Corey's getting all the screen time? Yeah. Oh, no, it's it's OK. Uh, I'm. I mean, the, the reason why I wanted us to come on is because Father's Day come, is coming up. And I said, for dad, for a gift, come on the show. But um, So no, you I didn't think- have to pay for anything. I see how you do it. I see how you do <laughs> it. She's still going to get him a card. She's she didn't want to buy card. you nothing. I she said to Joelle, I'm the favorite daughter now. 
here we go. Um, no, so I think I can't remember who started watching the show first, if it was my dad or myself. Um, this is not our first time in quarantine. I would say I've seen every episode of the show multiple, multiple times. And I think the same is for my dad. But we really bonded over our love of the show. I think we watched it separately and then came together and realized we were both watching it. And um, we like quiz each other on little Scrubs trivia facts a lot. And uh, it's just something that we've really bonded over is our love for, for well, the we, show and we, for you guys. We love that. We love uh, families that watch together. And, uh, you know, also people finding it. What's been crazy about um, this new era of streaming, you know, the show used to be on Netflix. Now it's on Hulu. Is mm-hmm. that more generations keep finding it. And I think that's really that's really cool. It kind of keeps on going. Yeah. 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 Um, do you, I, I don't know if I watched it when it first came on. What year was the first season? Do you know what 2001. year? Nine, 2001. Yeah. 2001. 2001. I was yeah. going to say 1999. No, I don't know, but but I do own the complete collection of DVDs. So I'm hoping that Good. you guys got a little bit of money for me purchasing that one. It's a well, sore subject. It. It's a sore subject. We oh, don't talk about it all. Well, all right, well we don't talk about that, but I can <laughs> tell you that you're you if you listen to the DVDs, you'll have all the exact real music. You won't have right. any yeah. weird um you're the you're the only yeah. people with DVDs are the ones with no musical replacements. Yeah. It was a it was a real good purchase for me. Um, great, thank you so much. All right, do you guys have a question for um, for Donald or for I or for me? Alex is going to go first. I'm going to go first. Um, well, let me just start by saying I'm I'm so thrilled to be here, you guys. I am I'm shaking. I'm like very excited. Um, We're very happy fans, to have you. I know, huge fans of you guys, um, Donald. I just have to mention that last night, um, my fiance and I rewatched um, my favorite of your movies. I think, which is. Remember the Titans? Oh boy. Your yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. You know what? You know who has never seen Remember the Titans? Is, is it Zach? Don't tell His me it's Zach. Ne- it's Zach Braff. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch We it. had a conversation at the. Thank you for bringing this up, Alex. I we had a conversation. Me, You're killing me. I, thank you. We had a conversation at the beginning of this episode, and Zach's like, it's on my to do list. It's on my to do list. Listen, man, I've seen every one of his projects, even the ones that didn't come out in theaters, even the ones that went straight to video. I've seen everything that Zach Braff has been in. I can count them all on this hand right here. Well, listen, all of them, I, all I of them on my one hand. I thought it was about sports players, and I didn't think that I would like it. But I love Donald. I love Denzel, and um, yeah. I love Rudy. So if it's anything like Rudy, do you like Ryan Gosling? Yes, I think he's wonderful. He's in it. Yeah. Do you but like you know, Wood Harris? I think of it. I think of it as Rudy. He's in it. I feel like it's Rudy with Donald Faison. Is that? Is it like that? No, it's not the. I listen, don't. motherfucker. Are you I'm the Rudy? Cut you and your freaking. Are you the Rudy? Because if so, I'm fucking watching that shit tonight. I have a Rudy moment. I have a Rudy moment. Watch okay. the damn movie. Okay. Don't ruin right, it for all right. me. All right. Let's just put it up. Let's right, just sorry. put it like don't. this. Let's put it like this. What? Let's put it like this. Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Is effing up. The whole time, and I save his ass. Let's just put it that way. Okay. I'm going to think about it. All right, go ahead. <laughs> all right, all right. So my, my question is. Thank you for um, watching, Alex. Of course, of course. Uh, so one of the things that's just so incredible about the show in general is the way that you can mix the comedy and the silliness of the show with some of these like more dramatic or serious moments that sort of center around the theme of loss, right? And I know you just had Brendan Fraser on, and that's a really big uh, sort of, you know, plot point in the show for Dr. Cox, but of course with the loss of John Ritter too. So I'm wondering if you guys could talk a little bit about what it was like to go through the experience of acting on a really highly comedic show and then have to sort of transition to these pretty serious storylines where the characters are experiencing death and loss of some pretty um, important people in their lives, including patients as well. 
Well, I'll tell you, there were times where I didn't think it was going to work. There were there were plenty of times where I thought, this is like a hairpin turn in a car. How are you going to go from me doing something so silly, and then I walk into this patient's room, and I'm just dropping in for this dramatic moment? And I really have to say, it's a testament to, to, to the writing and to Bill. He found a way to make it work. I mean, they were only 22 minutes without um, commercials. So sometimes you'd read them and go, how can you be in this weird fantasy and then drop in for this moment where we have tears in our eyes? And um, I think we just always tried to play it real. Um, obviously, the fantasies were heightened and some of, the, some of the physical comedy was heightened. But we always tried to deal with the patient moments like they were completely played straight. Um, and I think of the show MASH a lot because... Um, when, when I grew up, we were watching MASH, and it, it had a laugh track on it. But when they went into the surgical uh, room, when they were operating on the soldiers, there was no laugh track, even though there'd still be some humor. It was just sort of a, a choice they made. And I often think of that in Scrubs. It was almost like there were moments when the silliness stopped and we just dropped in to, to, to play totally straight how, it, how a doctor would be with a, with a sick patient. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think what, what do you think, Donald? I think it was just a matter of, of really good writing, to be frank. Absolutely. That and thank goodness that there were, you know, that we were able to cut in between scenes and stuff like that. And it wasn't, you know, if if this were a play or uh, something where there aren't any cuts in it, it would be very, you're absolutely right. It'd be very hard to be funny, 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 and then switch on a, you know, turn on a dime and now we're going to be serious. Thank goodness that we had cuts, you know, and uh, different and scenes edited together. For that, uh, this would have been a way more challenging show if this if everything was done on one t- in one take and you having to ride that emotional roller coaster. I think you know, as any actor will tell you, those are the most difficult scenes where you're starting like because usually you work yourself up on days when I have like a dramatic scene, I'll work myself up and I'll get to the point where you know I'm on the verge of crying, and so now I don't have to act that much to get to the tears. If I had to be funny and laugh and 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 joke around and everything like that, and then move into the uh, dramatic and uh, the sadder side of the scene without a cut, I, I I don't know how I would be able to do it. It would be such a challenge for me. So thank goodness for uh, the takes and editing. Also, yeah. it all comes down to good writing. I mean, that, you, you you can make you can, you know, there's a movie a a once I really love. I don't know if you ever seen. Oh movie yeah, once. great movie. But one of the things about Once is like, Once is the ultimate example of like, if you have a great script, you don't need that movie. That movie looks like it's shot on an iPhone. No, res, no yeah. disrespect to the cinematographer. I mean, it's brilliant. But I mean, if if you have a great script and great actors, you can uh, you can make anything anything work. And uh, and uh, you know, it's all it's all it all comes down to great writing. Is that but thank you falling slowly? Da da do do. That one, yeah. da, da, da. love that movie. You should you check out once, everyone. We have a lot of a lot of um, movie recommendations. Quiet American, once, and remember the Titans. All right, Corey, do you have a question for the legendary Donald Faison or Zach Braff? I do. Uh, so for me, I love the fantasy sequences in the show. I mean, right from the beginning, there were such funny, you know. And I think my two favorite ones are when. Uh, the character Alex, you know, says, how would you feel if you know, I told you I was ready now to have sex? And the marching band comes crashing in. <laughs> yeah. God, the monkey, with the monkey. Yeah. And the monkey with monkey. the symbols. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I also love memorable. It's in later seasons when 
somebody is trying to teach Elliot and Tasty Como Wife a dance. I get Alex told me it was the rewind dance. No, the, the rerun. The rerun dance. dance. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, and Elliot is so bad. Bad at that dance. She does such a fantastic job of being horrible at that, flapping her hands and, yeah. and kicking her leg at the wrong time. Oh, very funny. Anyway, so I was just thinking about, I wonder if there were any fantasy scenes that were like pitched or written or even filmed that just didn't make it into the show that you remember? That's, a That's probably pretty tough. It's been a long time. That's a very good question. I don't know, Donald. You know, that might have to be our third Ask Bill. I think we're going to have to ask Bill a third time on this episode. This is like, um, you know that show Millionaire when you get, we should, uh-huh. we, we, you should only be allowed a certain amount of like ask a friend, call a friend, uh, oh, the audience. <laughs> no, I think you're okay. I, I would give you a pass at calling Bill. All right. So we're going to ask Bill a third time. I hope you can squeeze in a third uh, one. Uh, were there any fantasies, Bill, that, um, that, that didn't make the cut? Do you have any memory of, of anything uh, we shot in a wacky fantasy that, that was never in the show? Uh, you guys are watching these shows again. I can't remember any. I'm so old. I can't remember any fantasy scenes that were cut except one that uh, Gabby Allen always wanted to do a fantasy about newsies. You know, extra, extra, read all about it. And I think we shot that and cut it because no one understood it that wasn't a huge fan of musical theater. Uh, miss you guys. Love you both. Thank you, Bill. I don't, one thing, I, you know, often the fantasies took a lot of time and money. Yeah. So I so I I feel like they were rarely cut because it was kind of where budget was getting thrown. Um, you know, sometimes they they would be really elaborate and, and take a lot of time and money. So usually they probably wouldn't be unless something went wrong with them and they and they they weren't funny. And I can see that some of them took a long time to make, and it was like eight seconds. You know? Oh yeah, that, oh, that's all it was. Yeah. It was just eight seconds, but yeah. you had to spend all day in makeup. Or oh whatever. yeah, oh yeah. There some of them were so elaborate, and they would take forever yeah. to do, and then it would be really quick. But they're just the, the laugh-out-loud parts of the show. And I, and I love a TV show that just makes me laugh out loud, but also has that serious... All my favorite shows have that. The laugh-out-loud stuff. What are some of your other shows that you love? Well, Freaks and Geeks is probably one of my favorite shows Yeah, of all great time. show. Judd yeah. Apatow. Yeah, and also Gilmore Girls is that way, too. Mm-hmm. They dealt very serious subjects, but there's some really good laugh-out-loud stuff on that from good. that show. They talk so. really fast on Gilmore Girls. Too. They it's do. Like, I love it. <laughs> Yeah, I love they're, it. They're, they're both they're yeah. incredibly witty. Um, yeah. All right, well, thank you guys. Um, you're our very first uh, father daughter uh, call in, and um, and and we're very we're very happy that you guys are bonding through our, our show. Because ladies all- and gentlemen, give a big round of applause for Alex and Corey. Oh my God, Oprah does not sound like that. You sound like Oprah on fucking crack right now. No, I don't sound like Oprah on crack. Yes, sound you like sound like if Oprah took a fucking hit a crack rock. <laughs> All right, bye, you guys. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. God, we have to argue. You're making now. us argue in front of all the guests. We argued in front of Corey and Alex. We argued in front of Brendan. What the hell is wrong with you? I'm trying to see what it sounds like. I'm trying to, in my head, if Oprah did crack, how, like, <laughs> sounds like that. Although, listen, there's one commercial. And Oprah got it right. Well, she gets a lot of things right. But it's one of them Weight Watchers commercials. It's my favorite commercial ever. It's your favorite commercial ever? It's an Oprah Weight it's Watchers o- commercial? Yeah, because okay, she starts off like this. This is the joy for me. I love bread. <laughs> my favorite bread. commercial. Dude, 
Yeah, but who doesn't love? Listen, I spent a lot of time in quarantine. Yeah, you love bread. Do you know what I love more than anything right now I'm noticing? Let me guess. Bread. bread. Yeah. Bread. I love bread. I love bread. <laughs> she doesn't do it like that. She goes down with it. It's not bread. It's bread. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We've done it. We went through the show. We uh, had oh, wonderful guests. What? I have one thing. Underdog, great uh, song at the end of the show. One, uh, Ted's band. That's on their record also, Underdog. Yeah. Uh, and then I feel like we tied the story up really quick in this episode. You know what in, I mean? In a it, good way or a bad way? I think we ran out of time, to be honest with you. It feels like we ran out of time on this episode. At the end of the episode, it, things tie up really quick. We don't even go through the whole chemo process with uh brenda's character we go right into oh you know what the chemo worked and it went right and the cancer went into remission yeah. uh it feels like we had to tidy up a little bit so we could well, move on with the story I it's understand. a lot it's a lot it's a lot to first of all he was only signed on for uh two episodes it looks yeah, like and you know it's 22 minutes with credits you gotta you gotta you gotta hurry um Thank you, guys, for being our listeners. Please uh, tell your friends about the show. Please subscribe uh, on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Please, uh, what else, Donald? Please um, you know, spread the it, word. Follow us on Instagram. Tell Donald that you love him. Well, you don't have to just tell me you love me. You can also follow me on Instagram. They Zach can do Rav both. Has, they, could, they can do Zach follow. Zach has 1.4 million followers. Donald Faison, myself, who I am. I do not have one million. But you don't uh, have to bring this up every episode. People are going to think you have a hang-up about it. They're going to be like, I don't want to follow that dude. He's got a hang-up about this shit. You know what? Despite him, I'm going to unfollow him. Well, you know, if if there are people out there that are like that, then, you know, that's understandable. But And I'm not going to, you know, hold you at fault for that. But, you know, my goal is to one day reach the legendary status of Zach Braff on Instagram and have 1.4 million followers. Yeah, well, thank you to all my followers, and thank you to everyone listening to this podcast. We we, we said it before, but we'll say it again. We never imagined this would uh, be be listened to all over the world, and uh, Joelle gets lots of emails from you guys. So thank you. Feel free to continue to to email Joelle and us uh, to be on the show, like that lovely father and daughter at scrubsiheart at gmail.com and um, big shout out to Daniel big shout out to Joelle big yeah shout follow out to follow Will. Joelle and Daniel Joelle tell them your your Twitter handle she's very popular on on the Twitter you can find me on Twitter at Joelle Monique it's J-O-E-L-L-E-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E all one word yeah and Daniel do you want to tell us your Twitter handle sure you can find me on Twitter at DJ underscore D-A-N-L DJ Daniel that's me there you go, guys. And uh, and actually, I had a lot of people asking for the video of your dad talking to Fox News. So you can find that on Daniel's Twitter handle. Thank you, guys. Be safe. We love you. Wear a mask. Uh, count us in, Donald. Here we go. You ready? Five, six, seven. Here's some stories about show. You know what? I'm sorry. It just doesn't have the same magic to it. It feels, it feels, it feels wrong. I know. You're right. Corey, I'm sorry. Five, six, seven, eight. Stories about show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses in a Canada who love to hate. I said he's a story. When it comes to helping keep your family safe, we're thinking of every mile. 
like equipping the new Hyundai Palisade with forward collision avoidance assist to help prevent an accident while admiring all the gorgeous scenery on a drive through Yellowstone at mile 20,459. It's your journey. Test drive the new Hyundai Palisade at your nearest Hyundai dealer or learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. I love a backpack, Donald. I rock a backpack still. I use one every single day, and you need a good one. You need one you like. A Herschel backpack is made for the journey to come with high-quality material that will last for years to come. Crafted with a fine regard for detail, your Herschel backpack will hold up to the test of time because Herschel is made for the everyday hustle. Put yourself out there with the Herschel Little America backpack, inspired by classic mountaineering styles. It's made modern for daily journeys. No matter where you go, Herschel Supply has your back. Herschel Supply fits everything you need to put yourself out there. See more at Herschel.com. Is the real world getting a little too mundane? Escape your everyday with the excitement of Harry Potter, Puzzles and Spells, an innovative match-three game celebrating the original Harry Potter stories. Cast spells. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. You can learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacovas will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And point your toes west. <laughs> 